welcome back to She Prop Talk. I am Beverly, your host, and today's guest is the incredible, multi-talented designer and maker, Sophie Wong. Hi, Sophie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, no, thank you. I've been looking forward to this ever since I've been like following you. Like, I've got to get her on. I want to pick her brain. Um, She's amazing. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with me today. And um, today we're going to be talking about uh, wearable tech and some of your other projects. Um, But before we get launched into all of that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the things that you make? Yeah, so I'm a designer and a maker. I my background is actually in graphic design. So um, I have a degree, I have a BFA in graphic design, um, but I was really fortunate in my design education that my professors and my teachers, they approached design very holistically. So they taught it as a, as a framework that can be applied to anything. So that's really what I do. I use my design um, thinking brain to just tackle projects that really anything I wanna build So I'm often learning new things on projects, and I've just collected a whole bunch of different skills and tools and approaches to things. So um, my interest is in wearable projects. I love fashion and um, costuming, and I also really love technology, and I didn't know that I could incorporate those two things together for quite a while. But when I realized that those two things can go together, um, I really just fell in love with wearable tech. So um, a lot of my projects have technology either in the finished project, like they light up or they move, or um, sometimes the projects have technology just built into the process. So I use a lot of, um, I use my 3D printer a lot, my laser cutter, and um, I have a desktop CNC machine that I'm learning how to use. Um, so yeah, whether it's technology as actually part of the finished project or technology as part of the process, I just really like to incorporate that and explore that in my work. Wow. That is amazing that you, um, answered my next question, which was how did you get started with, uh, with, with designing wearable tech and, and this whole process, because it, I mean, your, your projects are so, they're so expansive. You, you have done so many little things that I would just, I'm, I feel like I would be a kid in a candy shop walking around your shop and looking at all the projects <laughs> and the different things that you have done. Um, but how, what was that first project that um, made you realize that you could, that you could do these amazing projects? Sounds like you well, might've fallen in love like all at once, like it was a light bulb going off. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I actually remember what uh, I, I remember my first moment realizing that these things could be done. And that was when I was watching, I think it was like the second season of Project Runway. Um, there was a designer on the show uh, who did a lot of wearable tech projects. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Diana Ng. And she she did things like um, putting a heart rate sensor in uh, the sleeve of the garment and then a camera in the in the hood so it could detect when your heart rate sped up and then it would take a picture and her concept was like well it's capturing whatever experience was happening to you that you know made your pulse race 
And um, I saw her work and she wasn't on the show for very long. She didn't win the show. She didn't, you know, make it all the way to the end. But I didn't need to see her win. Like I just needed to see that these things could be done. Um, And I was I was just blown away. So I looked her up. She wrote a book. I bought her book and I started um, I started just exploring Um, through her book. I found resources, you know, the places that I could buy these components and I did the projects in her book to learn just the basics of like how you would build anything. Mm-hmm. I actually pulled out my first wearable electronics project, which oh, was this. Wow. It's a sweater and you can see like it's not very uh, sophisticated or very well thought out even. I didn't really think about like wow, what I was going to do with this battery. It's just kind of dangling. It's not a good idea. It's also not insulated from my skin, so that's also not a good idea. But that's okay because um, what happened was I turned it on, and it's going to be so dim. I'm not even sure you can see it. Oh, yeah, no, I can see it. Oh, When I got to the point where this was working, I mean, this is a sewn circuit. This is my first circuit I ever built, um, and it worked and that was enough. I mean, I was hooked. I was like, (laughs) Oh my goodness, what else can I do with this? This is, this is very simple. This is a great first project, you know? And, um, once I got to this point, I was like, well, those floodgates are open. Um, and so really, um, my entry point into electronics at all was, uh, wearable electronics and specifically uh, sewn circuits. Um, Conductive thread is easier to pick up and just start using than Mm -hmm. um, to get into soldering right away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just dreamed bigger and bigger and I wanted to build, I mean, my imagination got got wild really fast and um, the technique of sewing circuits couldn't really keep up with that and so that forced me to learn how to solder. So then I hit this next level and then I started um, building more complex things and um, always always finding ways to integrate electronics into the things that I wanted to build. And um, I think what really helped me was falling in love with the thing that I wanted to make at the beginning of my process mm-hmm. because it's, it's difficult. There's so mm-hmm. much to learn, especially if you're coming to it without an engineering background mm-hmm. um, that I needed to be like obsessed with the thing that I wanted to get at the end of it to make it through all of the hurdles. Um, yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds a lot like, like cosplay and foam crafting and, and all of that. That's, that's amazing. And you are talking about a lot of things that I think prevent some folks from picking up, you know, putting LEDs and things or, 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 you know, maybe it's a little bit intimidating, Certainly, and I'm speaking from experience, um, I, I have dabbled a little bit in uh, adding LEDs and things like that to my projects, but the mm-hmm. idea of soldering was very scary. I was afraid of getting burned. I was afraid of electricity, shocking myself, yeah. all those things. And I, um, so I think that if I had known about the sewable circuits, I probably would have uh, built up a little bit of a trust in myself <laughs> and also in the process. And learning, yeah. so that that sounds like a great place to start if someone is thinking about it or, and and a little bit intimidated by the bigger process Definitely. of it. But, yeah, interesting. Definitely, and I think too, um, there's like different 
different ways to uh, select your first wearable electronics projects. Mm -hmm. And I think for some people um, like me, I I need to bite off more than I can chew because that really keeps me engaged. Mm -hmm. But um, but for other people, uh, it can it can be too frustrating, and it can really um, it can be an even bigger hurdle if you don't feel success early on. Um, so I think like there are kind of two approaches that I observe that work for different people in different ways. Like if you have a project that you already want to build and it will require you to do electronics at some point, um, and it's sort of like a small piece of this bigger project that you want to build, my advice would be to accomplish that in the simplest way possible. Um, and that might just be putting um, a strand of fairy lights that has a battery pack already attached, mm -hmm. somehow figuring out how to put that into your project, mm -hmm. how to because you're going to learn a lot of things that are going to translate into bigger projects later with those first mm -hmm. smaller projects. Because you're still gonna have to sort out how you're gonna distribute that circuit on your body, where you're gonna place the battery pack so you can get to it and change the battery. You're gonna have to make sure you can turn it on and off. You're gonna have to make sure you don't damage the circuit and snag it. Those are all things that are gonna you're gonna encounter even if you're just putting fairy lights into a prop or mm -hmm. into your clothes. And that's gonna serve you when later on you feel more comfortable and you wanna learn um, how to build more complexity into your circuit with something custom. Um, that, I think that works really well for a lot of people. And, mm -hmm. and I do projects like that as well. I mean, um, introducing complexity into your project when it doesn't need to be there, um, sometimes it's great because it gives you the opportunity to learn something, but sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a block and it might be more important for you to have some success, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I stumbled a lot. I, in fact, uh, the moment when I realized I needed to learn how to solder, I was working on, um, I was working on my Jawa costume and that's like, uh, you know, from star Wars with oh, the yeah. light of eyes. Yeah. And I yeah. was building the mask and, uh, I was trying to do these light up eyes with conductive thread. I was trying to use the the technique that I had already learned mm -hmm. sewing a circuit. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that that is a lot of complexity, more complexity than I realized. I thought, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just going to light up these two LEDs. But um, weaving those circuits around each other on that mask that had to go on my head and separating the circuit lines and making sure they didn't short each other out it was just too much complexity for a sewn circuit to handle in the application I was trying to use it in. Mm -hmm. And I tried multiple times to do it with a sewn circuit. And it was days and days of frustration. And I oh. finally got to the point where I was like, I have to rip this all out because it's not working. Mm -hmm. um, and not only do I have to rip this out, but I have to learn a whole new skill. So, so how did you, know, you realize that how did you come to the, the new solution, the solution that did work for you? Um, well, I started to do some research. I, start, I had to learn more about the material that I was using. So um, conductive thread is, it's conductive, but it is not insulated. So uh, insulation 
is, um, you know, the, the plastic coating or the silicone coating on wiring mm -hmm. is what keeps those wires from touching each other and shorting out in your circuit. Mm -hmm. And conductive thread does not have that. It is just bare um, conductive material. And so you need to keep those circuit lines from crossing each other, either by spacing them out in your design or um, by applying some insulation material over the top of them. And um, I was trying to accomplish this. I understood this, um, this, I, this concept, but um, I was trying to accomplish it by adding fabric in between mm -hmm. uh, lines of conductive thread, and it was getting more and more complex. And the problem is that fabric is flexible. So um, you, you might have them you might have your lines separated here, but then while you're wearing your fabric, it's going to fold and those lines mm -hmm. are going to touch. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to take into account the, the wearability of your circuit and what's going to happen to it as you move and flex your body. And that's another oh, thing that is um, a huge concept that you're going to encounter early on with wearable technology and wearable electronics, um, that things just shift. And you know, as a cosplayer, right? You, oh, yeah. you know where you put things <laughs> on your body when you get dressed and four hours into it, you know, that thing has slid or it's chafing or, you right. know, the, the <laughs> amount no of paint stress. paint anymore. Yeah, exactly. And you have <laughs> right. no, you can design it with the best intentions and all of the knowledge that you've accumulated over all of the projects you've done. But the amount of wear and tear mm -hmm. that our clothes go through and everything on our body goes through, it's just, it adds up. So um, I had to learn a lot more about the material I was using and the technique I was using and um, the limitations of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had, I was aware of soldering and I had been putting it off because I was afraid. I, mm -hmm. I was new to it. Um, and it's, honestly, it was, it's so fun. Soldering is so fun. <laughs> now that I know how to do it, I love soldering. Well, that gives me I a lot of it. hope, Sophie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, you know, you're using, you're using these heat tools and, and um, for a crafter or a sewer, or someone who's already used to using machines in your work, I think there's a misconception that it's something new to you. It's it's not. You're used mm -hmm. to your iron. You know how to work with heat tools. Mm -hmm. It's um. I think it's the the idea of of electricity being involved. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a it's a new world, and yes, there's a lot to learn, and there's a lot of technique to be learned. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not so different from from the other machines that you're already using in your work, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. another thing is like 3D printing. I, I, the more 3D printing I do and the more sewing I do, the more I realize that these things are so connected. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I have to re-level my 3D printer or take something apart on it and fix it, it always reminds me of when I have to, you know, rip all the thread out of my sewing machine and re-thread it or oil it or maintain it somehow. It's like, we have these skills, you know? Yeah. Well, that that is a really refreshing um, and wonderful way to look at it that I had never really considered. So, um, yeah, I hope that the people that are watching and listening are, are also hearing these very wise words um, <laughs> of, of uh, encouragement because... Yeah, it can be a little bit scary. And I have, I have books. I have, um, 
I've watched tutorials, but I think I just, I, I need to probably do some projects where I might have some guidance. And actually that brings me to a book that you wrote um, about this very subject. Um, uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I've been writing tutorials for a magazine called Hackspace. Um, they're a UK-based magazine. They're put out by Raspberry Pi Press. And um, I started writing tutorials for their magazine, and eventually they said, we want to compile your, your tutorials and maybe add some more um, and publish a, a book, essentially, that is um, all about wearable technology. So cool. And, <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's actually, I, brought, I have one. I brought it out. So it's this book. Awesome. And it's, um, it's basically like, an issue, like a special, special issue of the magazine. It's about the same um, amount of content. But That's it's a lot all, of pages, Sophie. It's a <laughs> wow. Lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot of different projects. Um, and, uh, and it's not just me in here. I, I think um, the tutorials of the – most of the tutorials are my tutorials. But there are also other artists in here um, who just do amazingly inspiring wearable tech work and um, – and uh, so even if you even if you just want to find out what can be done, this is kind of a nice survey. Um, and the projects in it really range from um, very simple, no coding, to more complex with coding. Um, there's scratch coding projects in here, which is um, not scratch, excuse me, um, make code. Make code projects use a visual-based um, coding platform. So you don't need to know programming to um, customize your project. Mm. And then there are projects in here that are more um, that are a little bit more robust in terms of coding. So it's a wide range, um, and it's it's also available for free. So you can buy this hard copy if you want to. Um, it's a lovely hard copy, but you can also download the whole thing as a free PDF. Wow! So. Yeah, and I really I love that Hackspace does that for all their magazine issues. You can always just download it. So yeah, it's a good thing to check out um, if you want to get started and even yeah. just get some ideas about what can be done. Definitely gonna check that out. Um, I think uh, a lot of the projects that have been my favorites that I've seen on your website and your social media, I've I saw on the cover of that, and I saw in some of the photos that you've shared of the uh, of that media. I did go to the to the website. And I downloaded it to check it out. But, Good. And I really want to like, I really want to look, look through it because you are such an amazing educator. You've done so much of that, that I, I feel, I feel like I'll be in very good hands <laughs> with learning oh, how to, how, how well, to, makes, uh, yeah. It makes me really happy. Yeah. Uh, it makes me Good. happy just to see people taking, um, taking these projects and doing their own versions of them. And so Show me what you make. I really want to see it. Oh my gosh, it. And I always, will. <laughs> you know, reach out. I, I have a lot of people that do reach out to me. They have questions about the project. They're working through it and they have questions and I'm just happy to help. Um, I just want to see what other people do and take it and make it. It makes me so happy. That's so great. I, I feel like um, you were inspired to start in this direction and now by, by someone who was using this and you bought their book and now you are doing the same thing. You're 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 making things and you're making that process available to other people and you're providing the support on the other side so thank you for being for being so wonderful about that oh, <laughs> oh my gosh great <laughs> my, my pleasure every day it makes me so happy awesome 
All right, so let's start talking about some of your your projects. Um, yeah. So I know you have uh, you have so many things that I would love to talk about, but let's focus on just a few so we can make the most of our time together. Um, you there's I can see it behind you. There's a space suit right behind you. Can yes. you tell me about that? And I know that off camera you have something even something very cool too. So yeah, yeah. let's talk about it. So this was um, something that I, so it's an original design. It's something that I just wanted to make for myself. And um, so it was kind of a design exercise. And for me, um, I love cosplay, but I, an aspect of cosplay that I love is inserting the design, my design process into it. So um, I, this project was just like so fun for me because I got to decide what it looked like, where the lines were going to go, what the right materials were, and what the what the um, story was that I was trying to convey with it. So um, it's kind of inspired by a multiple of things. It's a cinematic spacesuit, so not really real spacesuits, but mm-hmm. fantasy spacesuits mm-hmm. like Aliens I and The it. Expanse. Love and it. <laughs> I just looked at all of those images for inspiration and I picked, you know, the, the elements that I thought would work that I liked best. And, um, and I actually started, I didn't start with the suit. I started with the helmet and that's what I'm going to show you. Um, this is the helmet. This oh, so is, cool. um, this is actually a costume helmet that I bought as the base of this helmet. Oh. And the whole thing is painted and covered in foam um that i cut on my laser cutter so um and uh i basically looked i should grab the original helmet the original helmet is just white and orange and blue um and the visor opens and closes and i searched around online for a helmet that could um that had a good shape um that i thought i could kind of obscure the the uh, original look of the helmet mm-hmm. um, thing that I thought could really support my own ideas but have a good base shape. So that's what I, I ended up getting. And this helmet has a blue visor, oh. um, and I couldn't change that. I could change everything else about the helmet, mm-hmm. but I couldn't change the blue visor. So I thought, I'm going to play up the blue, and that's going to yeah. be my main color for the whole suit. And uh, and it really masks you know masks that limitation. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's great. The The blue is kind of a perfect blue, too. Uh, the pictures that I've seen of you wearing it, it's it looks like you have stepped out of a movie. It's it's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, that's like the feeling that I wanted was like, I want that cinematic shot. You know, yeah. it's, it was kind of a funny um, uh, purpose to make to make something uh, instead of trying to build the costume that was matching something that I'd seen I wanted to build a cosplay that was matching like a feeling or like Mm -hmm. a a a moment that's portrayed in film of like Mm -hmm. you know what I really really wanted was lights inside this helmet Mm -hmm. lighting up my face so that was a perfect way to integrate electronics into this project so awesome um, well, I know a lot of other cosplayers kind of start in that same place where they have a helmet that they want to light up. So this is this is awesome. I can't wait to hear how you yeah. did this. Um, well, I is not cooperating, but I'll show you the inside. Um, okay. 
this is where the electronics live. And you can see the, um, the strips of lights are up here okay. at the top. And also um, I've got some at the bottom. Oh, yeah, there. I see those. Yeah. They're kind of running all the way around. Um, and these are RGB LEDs. So I can change the color of them and I can tell each one. They're individually addressable, meaning I can tell each one when to turn on and when to turn off and oh. what color I want them to be. Um, oh, wow. But for this project, um, I'm keeping them all on all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, and I've tuned the color so that uh, it kind of um, it kind of compensates a little bit for the blue on this visor. So I've tuned okay. the color to be a little bit uh, um, warmer so that my face looks a little better in okay. when you're looking oh, the visor. Oh, interesting. Wow, yeah. that really lends itself to a lot of customization. That's that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know you could yeah. do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I also have in here a little microphone. It's um, this right here. Oh. It's a little microphone. Oh, okay. And it is listening to, uh, it's listening for me to speak. And whenever I speak, these lights out here turn on. Oh, wow. So these are little, they're little flashes when I talk. So uh -huh. um, I'm <laughs> sort of so thinking neat. through the story <laughs> of this space person. I was uh -huh. like, you know, maybe when you're in space or I was thinking this is like a planetary explorer. So she's walking around on the surface of a planet. Yeah, and I wow. thought, you know, if she's talking to someone else, if there are people in a group, maybe you want to see who's talking so maybe there's some external you know visual for oh you know the sound that you're hearing through your comms or whatever coming from this person yeah, wow. so oh. I just try to you know about think about this character who she is and where she's working and under what conditions and then that informed my weathering too I was like you know she's in a vehicle leaning against um, some kind of support when she's being driven around or transported, like maybe that's where it's rubbing, yeah. and, you know, oh, maybe amazing. there's micrometeorites hitting her here and there. So that was a really fun project where I got to sort of create my own story and my own character. And, um, and actually this tutorial for building the, um, building the helmet and adding the lights to the helmet is in the book. Oh, um, awesome in my wearables book and it's uh and the laser cutting portion actually for for making all the armor mm -hmm. um it's all laser cut eva foam i wrote that up for make magazine so that's oh, okay in, yeah in last year one of last year's make magazines oh awesome awesome yeah i was um earlier today i uh was on your website and I found the the interview that you did with Norm Chan from uh, Tested for Tested yeah. uh, when you're talking about this. Um, so if you are listening or watching, go find that video, go to her website um, and check that out because it's a really great chance to kind of get a, some really good footage of, of all of that. That's it was awesome. Oh, yeah. That was great. And then I got a, a lovely photo from Norm himself who takes just the most amazing photos. And oh. um treasure yes, that <laughs> <laughs> well awesome so um the helmet if we can go back just 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 a minute to the helmet no, helmet 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 um in the video uh you were talking about the different materials that you use for that for that helmet so you have foam and you repurposed a, a costume helmet but you also have paper on there as well so it's really really light okay. which yeah. is uh, which I thought was really interesting and very cool. 
Yeah, it's incredibly light and it's very comfortable too. Um, I built up the surface of, um, I, I built up the sort of shoulder collar area of my spacesuit so that mm -hmm. this helmet actually sits on my spacesuit instead of um, resting on my head. Oh. Um, but even, even if I do just put this on over my head, it's so light. It's really comfortable. Um, so the paper portion is this corrugated stuff here. Oh, wow. It's corrugated craft paper. It's, oh, wow. Um, it's <laughs> That's amazing. It's really just like cheap craft paper. But um, I, I knew that it was an interesting texture and that it would um, I could make it blend in with the rest of my materials just through paint. So that was another technique um, or another... Um, strategy that I used for transforming this helmet was to apply a lot of texture to it. So mm -hmm. I was in my research looking at all the sci-fi spacesuits from fantasy space movies that I love. I noticed that the ones that were really compelling to me had a lot of different textures mm -hmm. in them. And so I, knowing that I was going to use mostly one material, EVA foam, um, on this build, I knew that I wanted to incorporate a lot of different textures onto the surface of that foam to sort of mask the fact that it was all made out of the same thing. Yeah. So I have oh, like this sort of like line, um, these sort of like crossed lines, or sorry, like I don't know how to describe that. They're like scored. That. They're like, like yeah, yeah, parallel scored lines. Yeah. That yeah. Um, I did on my laser cutter, and then this. All of this I did on my laser cutter. So I developed that line pattern, this sort of hexagon pattern that looks kind of like a filtering or shielding of some kind. Yeah, that looks like and my then, wasp uh, yes. material. <laughs> yeah, very cool. hexagons. I love yes, yes. <laughs> and then um, this kind of like plated um, sort of um, more, it's kind of more like interlocking plates pattern. Mm -hmm. I sort of developed those different textures and applied them in different places. And then I tried to keep the coloring standard across all those different textures so they would mm -hmm. feel like the same, palette. The same yeah. material. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I, I love it. Um, I was, I was surprised when um, I read that uh, it was your own design because it looks like something that I would, you'd see in a, in a movie. Yeah, I really, I, oh, I was trying you. to, I was trying to place the suit like that must be some, from something I haven't seen yet, but yeah, I feel, great. I feel like <laughs> the most successful I feel about it is when I'm wearing it at a convention and someone guesses what it's from, you know, and they say like, Oh, is that from fallout or yeah. is that from aliens? And I'm like, oh, it's not, but it means so much to me that you think it is, you know, because I, that was my goal was like, can I make like this? sort of convincing um piece of like fantasy space gear yeah well I think the answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> well very cool um yeah please go check out that project you guys um do you um let's see what I'm looking at my notes here um if we let's move on to the project the, your current work in project work in progress project, um, if that's okay, the Gedrin that you are working on, which I can see right behind you. I've been staring yeah. at it this whole time. Um, she is coming along. 
Uh, yeah. So this is a pretty obscure character. She's um, she's from the 1985 uh, Red Sonia film, which uh, is really a unique. It's very it's campy, but there's some great production in it. Um, and the costume designer was the same costume designer that did the costumes for Flash Gordon. So, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, really big, really uh, very 80s, very over-the-top, um, elaborate. And it's just like I, I saw this film when I was in high school and I just like – I'm not even sure I really understood what was going on in the film. I just <laughs> fell in love with this costume. Like, oh, awesome. And so this has been something I wanted to do for – decades. So I, I have kind of a, a really deep love and appreciation um, for just the aesthetic of this costume. And I think that is really powering me through this project mm-hmm. um, and, and turning it into something way bigger than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to whip this out in a few weeks, you know, and oh. it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said that so many times. You're not not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'll understand. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is um, this is the the portion of the costume that I'm wearing is the uh, the body armor and um, these leather sleeve epaulette things. She's got uh, have yet to work on the plating that goes down the side of her legs, um, mm-hmm. and then she has this fantastic gold drape. Um, mm-hmm. But this is it's all um, EVA foam as a base, so I built it initially in a similar way to the way I did my spacesuit where I modeled it off my body and I made it out of EVA foam on my laser cutter, but then I covered it all with Warbler um, to get that hard sort of um, armor look. Yeah, um, it's very shiny. And it looks very rigid on her. Yeah, and then I got this really amazing shine on it. I wet sanded, um, uh, what is the name of that foam coating? you know what it is? Wonderflex. Wonder? No, not Wonderflex. Wonder. Warbler. Warbler? No. Um, it's like the paint on coating that you put on top of it. It's almost like Mod Podge, but it's thicker. Oh, uh, is it uh, Flex Bond? Flex, flex bond. bond. It's like it's flex. Yeah. Flex. Flex something. It yes. is. It's flex. Flex something. Bond. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So I did a bunch of coats of that, and then I wet sanded it, and it became became really shiny. Um, and then I put all of these gold studs on it which took me forever but was kind of a fun and meditative like Uh process (laughs) um and when this is all done I also have a mask that goes with it and her crown is back here um but she's also going to have a prop which is her weapon so she's the villain of the piece for sure um (laughs) and she has this weapon they never really fully explain how this weapon works but it's this glowing green orb and um, it has all these crazy gold spikes, and it's about this big. So have Sounds this. Sounds so 80s. <laughs> so 80s. It's deliciously 80s. Um, so this is a, a small-scale mock-up of what okay. it looks like. It's this oh, green. Wow. You know, It's going to be like this color green, and then it'll have these gold spikes kind of um, wrapped around it. Oh, wow. Uh, but this is small. It is actually going to be this big oh wow <laughs> so I'm gonna that build is that big. whole thing at this scale and then it needs to glow green from the inside mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's a perfect application for my electronics 
skills. So uh, I decided to make um, a custom PCB that I can suspend in the middle of the globe, and it will um, it'll radiate light on all sides. So I created this. So what is a PCB? So PCB, PCB stands for printed circuit board. Um, okay. This is a milled circuit board. Okay. Um, but it's basically, a, rather than building your circuit with wires and um, having sort of a loose distributed circuit, you can put it all on a board and everything is run through these traces instead of wires. Oh. So okay. it makes your, um, your circuit very compact. And um, it takes another level of knowledge. So I had to learn a lot to get to this point. Before building this, I had not, I had not done any circuit board design myself. So I had to learn that. Um, and then I also was learning a new machine to create these boards, which is um, the Bantam PCB mill. Okay. And so it's like basically a tiny CNC mill that's a desktop CNC mill. Oh, wow. And it will mill your circuit out of this copper plated board oh my goodness so uh i designed one of these pentagons and then um and i made them connect to each other in the design i have the circuit kind of coming in on one side and going out on another side and that allows me to connect them all together in this uh dodecahedron wow and that's these a... little white things are all leds oh okay They're and they're the same kind of LED that um, that are in my helmet here. Oh, okay. The same kind, but on this in this project, I used a strip of those LEDs. You can mm -hmm. just buy them in a strip, mm -hmm. already all wired together. And in this project, I bought them um, as separate LEDs, and I decided where to put them on my board. Uh, yeah, and then when I so when I plug it in. I'm going to plug it in and then I'll lift it up. I, it's running a sample program right now that's just going to show sort of cycling through different colors. Oh, wow. See that? It's kind of oh, running that's... through in sequence. Oh, that's so neat. <laughs> and then um, what I want to do is uh, now that I have it, Put together and I have it connected to this this microcontroller here I can now program this board to tell it to show whatever light pattern I want so um, in the same way that I tuned the lights on my helmet to just be a better color for my face yeah. I'm gonna take that idea and apply it to this project and I'll probably um, create some kind of interesting light animation it's definitely going to be green, but I can choose yeah. the color green I want it. Yeah, um, wow. And I think it would be nice to have the lights kind of pulsing around it, you know, so it looks like it's kind of undulating or, you know. Yeah, like like an organic something that's in there because it looks like it's your little mock-up looks very organic. Um, yeah. Wow, that is, that is so neat. I am just absolutely fascinated by by that whole concept of the of of the copper plates and how the circuit and I'm learning so much um yeah yeah this and is I, very exciting I just you know this is the place that I never thought that I would get to I I never thought that I would know anything about 
designing a circuit board or um, let alone making, you know, 12 of them and sticking them all together and having that work (laughs) in three dimensions. Like I never, and I never had a moment where I was like, I want to learn how to, how to get to that point. Mm -hmm. I just followed my projects and um, picked up the skills as I needed them. And that, that was kind of easier for me to digest. I think if mm-hmm. I had sat down and said, I want to know how to do that one day from nothing, from where I started, it, it just it just would have felt so um, so far out there, you know? Sure. Yeah. I, I needed to get started. Like, I, I started with this. You know, this is why I will never get your, rid of this. Your sweatshirt, yeah. Because great. this is <laughs> where I started and... And I had no idea when I did this that I would, you know, be able to do this one day. So, um, and how long, I don't know that I've asked you this. Um, how, how long have you been, how long has it been since your sweatshirt to today? (laughs) Yeah, it's a good question. So I think it's probably been, oh, maybe like a long time. I would say like maybe eight years. Okay. Yeah, because I I did this back in San Francisco when I lived in San Francisco, and um, and so for me that's a huge that's I I haven't actually thought about that like how long I've been doing this, and it's a big realization for me because I usually I move through things so quickly like I have a bit of a reputation in my family for being like um, someone who like flits from one interest to another interest to another sure. interest. Yeah. And for a long time, I yeah. thought like, oh, I'm really messing things up by doing no. this. But um, yeah. <laughs> actually, it's, I think recently I've discovered that it's, you know, a, a superpower that some of us have that we can yeah. do that. And yeah. it's not a bad thing. And yeah, it's just we end up we end up gathering a lot of skills that you wouldn't think go together. And then we can use those things in ways that are unexpected and and it's so fun like it's so that's that's awesome yeah I think that's important for a lot of folks to understand as well and and going back to something that you mentioned before about the the having a project learning because you there's something that you want to do for a project and then learning how to do that instead of learning I'm going to learn how to LED (laughs) yeah (laughs) which which is is hard when you pick up a book and it's about that and it starts out with the circuitry and everything which is important but um a lot of people don't learn that way and I think that I might be one of those people and hearing you talk about this so it's nice to hear that um yeah, just like everything else, there's a lot of different ways to learn, like hands-on approach, self-teaching approach, um, and you know, from this is what a circuit is to complex project. That's also another different way to learn all of these things. But um, yeah, yeah, interesting. I think, I think that's a really, a really good point, and I, I think that it's important. I think that's one of the reasons why it's very important to have a lot of different voices explaining how to do things. I mean, mm-hmm. like sometimes I think like, oh, why do I need to do a, a tutorial about how to make an LED light up? There's so many tutorials mm-hmm. about how to make LEDs light up. Like, what am I really <laughs> going to add by making another one? But it might be that none of those tutorials can work for some people, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it might be that they just need to see you doing it. They might just need to hear it come from your voice yeah. and your experience. Yeah. So I think the more people sharing 
their experiences and their knowledge and their failures and the things that they've learned, the better, you know, like the, mm-hmm. it's just, there's so much information out there, but there's always room for more. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I totally agree with that. I also think that at, in my experience, it's also a lot of improvement for myself to improve my tutorials <laughs> because I've learned something <laughs> new about it or, you know, yeah. I look back at some of my prior tutorials and be like, oh, I could have explained that way better. I don't really do things that way anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. And do you yeah. also ever find that like you have to go back to your tutorial to remember how to do something? Because I, oh, yeah. I feel like I do that all the time. I'm like, uh-huh. uh, how did I do that? It's been six <laughs> months and I've done so many other things since then. Like I have to go and look it up. Um, and then the other thing I want to say about electronics in general is um, especially right now, the technology is moving so fast and uh, the products you can buy are progressing so fast that um, a book that you bought, you know, two years ago might not be very applicable anymore because Mm -hmm. um, we might be coding in a different language now or there might be um, better things available to you. So Mm -hmm. I think if someone is getting started and they're looking for resources, I personally think that online resources, um, if you can validate like when they were posted and if they're good links to things you can buy right now and they're well documented and well supported, that's a better resource right now mm-hmm. um, than buying a, a book that might be out of date. Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I don't think you can have too many books. And I have sure. a lot of books that are old <laughs> and I still go back and refer to them. But just know that sometimes, especially with this electronic stuff, um, you might be reading something in a book that explains how to do something one way. And you might have to do some additional research to figure out how that works in your project now. Yeah. Um, and that's just something to be aware of. There's just, there's so many so many ways to get um, blocked in these projects. Yeah. And you just have to know that it's not just you. <laughs> it happens to everyone <laughs> working in electronics. You you always have to look up documentation and you're, you're always going to be scouring forums to find out if someone else had the same problem you have. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so much information out there, which is good. Um, you just have to be prepared to navigate those kinds of roadblocks. Yeah, yeah. Good points. Very good points. Um, and so, Sophie, let's talk a little bit more about um, some of the some of the smaller projects in the in the book. Um, so, when someone is if someone is interested in um, checking that out, what are some of the things that they can find in the book that you have um, that you have written? So, um, some of the good sort of beginner projects, I would say are, um, there's a project in here that doesn't require any code at all, Perfect. which is, <laughs> yeah. For someone um, like me. <laughs> it's baby steps. very simple. And, um, it will allow you to, um, you can take the concept from this project and apply it to a lot of other form factors, a lot of other things that you want to make, anything you want to put LEDs in. And that is these, um, LED shoes. There's a better picture on the front. Here we go. So basically, I took some sneakers and I sewed LEDs 
And this is oh. a very similar concept to what I did on my sweater. Okay. Um, I just sewed some LEDs to the outside of it, and I added a battery battery pack, and and then I just decorated the shoe however I wanted to decorate it. You could always oh, cool. embellish it further, but um, the lights end up going down the side of your sneakers, and and your. And you don't need any, here's a quick look at the circuit diagram. So it's really just a battery connected to several LEDs. Okay. And um, you could take this same concept, the same circuit design, and apply it to a hat or a prop mm -hmm. or some other piece of clothing. Um, but going through the steps in this project will teach you some things like how to manage cable strain so that mm -hmm. this wire doesn't get pulled out when you're walking. Um, there are other things that you need to consider when you're putting electronics in your wearables mm -hmm. besides just how do I make the, the lights light up. So right. this is a good one to start with awesome. um, if you don't want to get bogged down with code. Um, then there are a lot of other projects that use um, a specific board that I think is really great for beginners if you do want to start getting into code, and that is this uh, board right here. It's called a Circuit Playground Express. It comes from Adafruit. Okay. It's about $25. And um, what's really great about this is uh, it's, it's a circuit board that has lights and sensors already built into it so you oh. don't have to build your circuit from scratch you can okay. literally plug this into your computer and start coding and programming it and telling it what you want to do without having to do any soldering or oh, wow. uh, building any circuit so okay. it's it's really great because i find um as someone who's who came to this world really from nothing and I had to learn how to build circuits and how to program them. Mm -hmm. That can be a lot for your beginner projects. Yeah. So this is a great way to skip to coding so that you don't get halfway through your project and you're already exhausted from figuring out how to solder everything together and then you have right. to learn how to code. It's like, right. it might just be too much. Skip right. to the coding yeah. with okay. this. That's great. great. And I'll, I'll put links to some of these things in the, um, in the show notes. Um, and, Again, if you're listening, hop on over to the yeah. video because this is, uh, we can describe it. It's a, it's a little disc. It's probably the size of, what would you say? It's about, what, like an oh, inch and a half? Like a golf ball? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like a golf ball. Um, and it's circular and sounds like something that would be a fun, a fun. you know, you can get that maybe an instant gratification then, uh, other than having to learn, without having to learn soldering and all of that. So Exactly. Yeah, perfect. Um, and if just to just to show you like the amazing things that are on this tiny board there's 10 RGB LEDs around this outside which those are the same LEDs that I was using in my space helmet and in that dodecahedron I showed you the same kind of LEDs so if you learn how to use them on this board essentially you know how to use them everywhere cuz they, oh, they wow. work the same way okay um then uh, there's a microphone, so you can make this sound reactive. There's oh, a wow. light sensor, so you can okay. make it light reactive. Oh, wow. um, and all of these pads, these uh, gold 
colored pat uh, mm-hmm. circles around the outside, those okay. are all capacitive sensors, or most of them are. So you can sew to them with your sewn. If you don't want to do any soldering at all, you can sew things to this and control them through the sewn circuits, like I did on my on my sweater. Oh. And you can also make it touch sensitive. So if you touch that circuit, you can program it to do something like turn a light on. And oh, wow. um, all of that can be done without typing code because this board can be programmed with make code, which is a okay. visual based coding platform. So you, awesome. And it runs in your browser. So okay. you just go to the website, there's a bunch of tutorials there. And you can start dragging blocks around to say, um, you know, when I touch this sensor, make the light go on or when the light, when you detect (laughs) a light, turn the lights off and vice versa. Or when you detect your voice, turn the light on. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard. Like, a lot of times I, I tell people, like, oh, you should check this board out. But they're like, why? Yeah. Like, what, what am what I going to get yeah. out of it? Yeah. Well, the, the programmability of it is why you would want to add something yeah. like this to, That's amazing. to so your work. I could see. So you were talking about touch. Um, so you could have something that you touch with your hand to something else, and it, will, it could create a, a sound or a light or whatever mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. okay exactly. that's very inspiring yeah i'm sure there's lots of projects i'm thinking of right now capacitive yeah, touch and cool. you can get yeah. that in um so what's cool is if you learn how to use that on this board you can then um go on to build your own circuit um that is not this form factor like say you want to touch something on your wrist and you want the light to light up on your shoulder mm-hmm. you could run a wire down and you could put your microcontroller put the brain of it somewhere on your body wherever it makes sense in your costume Mm -hmm. but you can use the same concept that you learned from this board um, and buy other components that do the same thing Mm -hmm. and build your own circuit so I think this is such a great place to start and um, if you wanted to um, jump right in like grab this book this is a good um, companion piece to get with it because there's several projects in here that you could do with it. Uh, that is amazing. And tell me again where we would find that. That's um, okay. So the, this, this board is yeah, available board. from Adafruit, adafruit.com. Okay. okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and tell me one more time, what is it called? <laughs> it's called, it's a long name. It's called the Circuit Playground Express. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that is so neat. I feel like I should have done this episode maybe two years ago <laughs> because, <laughs> because um, this is kind of the exact kind of a thing that uh, I would love to tinker with. So I'm going to, I'm definitely going to check this out and just make oh, something good. fun and, and check out your book or the, the tutorials that you wrote for that book and um, make one of those projects and oh, I will show awesome. you what I've done. That's very exciting. I can't wait. That's awesome. <laughs> that would make me so happy. <laughs> Well, um, we are we are definitely a hundred percent out of time. <laughs> I always tell myself I'm going to keep this to like. So I I made the mistake of thinking I you know I can make these like thirty minutes. No, I can never make them thirty minutes because there's just way too much to talk about. Um, and certainly with everything that you do, we could I could talk to you for such a long time. And we didn't even talk about your three D printed dress um, that you've been working on that oh, I'm obsessed right. with. By the way, oh, it's I I can't amazing. wait to finish it. It's, um, 
I, I, I've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I just have to get through them. Yeah. Well, um, I'll have you back on sometime when we can talk, we can talk about that or whatever you happen to be working on at, the, at that time when, when I do get yeah. you back. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Hopefully I'll um, get something done by then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. Well, um, uh, before we, before I let you go, um, can you, can you give our listeners and viewers, um, a tip, uh, if they are new to this pro- process or, or they're new to all of this? I know we've talked about, we've talked about easy ways to slowly get into learning some of these things. Um, but do you have any other, like a, a tip or something that helped you, um, mm-hmm. along the way? Yeah. Um, I would say, um, a resource that was really, really valuable to me um, was the Adafruit website. So Adafruit is the company that makes, they make the Circuit Playground Express. They make a lot of the components that I use in my work. And one reason I use their components so much is um, all of their products are really well documented and they have a ton of learning resources on their website for how to build things with their components. So um, specifically, check out Adafruit um, as a place to to buy the components that you need, but also go to their learning website, which is, um, I believe it's learn.adafruit.com. And that is the website that has thousands of tutorials. I mean, so many tutorials, and they're at all different levels. Um, There's a ton of beginner tutorials. There are more complex tutorials, and um, and there's a lot of good ideas of what you can make with this kind of technology. So it was a huge resource for me when I was starting. It continues to be a huge resource for me. If I have an idea of something I want to build, I go there and I look to see if someone's built something similar, okay. and then I can design my project yeah. um, based on that information. Awesome. That sounds like a the kind of rabbit hole that I'd love to get lost in. <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, excellent. Um, well, um, where can we find you? Because I know that you also have tutorials and you have um, resources that are also really helpful. Where can we find you online to watch your work and and learn um, from you? So um, all of my everything, I've compiled everything on my own website, which is sophiewong.com. So um, I have some projects up there. And then I also have links to all of my my social feeds, my Instagram, my Twitter, I'm pretty active on. Um, all of that you can find at sophiewong.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me and for this amazing show and tell. It's been super informative and I'm really inspired. And I'm going to go check out that little wafer circle. Do it. Circle playground. <laughs> circle playground. <laughs> Wafer, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like Oreo cookie size. That's it what is. it is. <laughs> well, well, everyone, thank you so much for oh, having me. Absolutely, and again, we're going to talk again because um, yeah. you, yeah, we've got to talk about that that dress and and other things too. So this has been a lot <laughs> of fun for me. Um, so everyone, listeners, viewers, please go check out Sophie's work on all of the social medias, um, and um, definitely check out that uh, the book. It's called Wearable Tech Projects. Um, on the Hackspace website, but there's also a link I think on your website 
to that, which is where I found that. So go check that out. And yeah, that's all the time we have. And thank you again, Sophie, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Okay, everyone, thanks for listening and for watching. And again, I'm Beverly from Down and Creative Studios, and we'll see you next time. Bye.